All right, this is from Ephesians chapter five. I'd love it if we could all read this together if you, uh, if you are able, it'll be on the screen. It says this, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Let's pray one more time as we begin. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this beautiful day. We ask that you'd be with us, that you'd open our eyes to your presence today. God, that you'd soften our hearts to your will. God, that you'd open our ears to hear you so we might know even more what it means to be your people, what it means to be your kids. So God, we are so excited for this morning, so much so much to talk about, so much that is to come. And so God, we just ask that you'd be with us and that you would lead us in this moment. And it's in your name that we pray and we all said, amen. amen. Grab a seat. How are you feeling? You doing all right? I tell you what, every time, every time I get to interrupt your community time, and I, I hate it and I love it at this, <laughs> equal, in equal measures because I love a church that talks. I love a church that hangs out. I love a church that wants to be together. And yet, man, we got to get down to it, okay? We got stuff to talk about today. So, so glad you decided to join us for um, a very special Focus Sunday where we're going to be talking about our yearly vision for who we want to be and where we want to go, the focus that will bring vision and clarity to everything we do. And, and we want to kick off this fall, because today kind of feels like fall, even though it's going to be like 110 degrees out. I'm still getting used to California temperatures. But um, we want to start talking with, with focus, because I think if we were really honest, the past couple of years have been pretty wild. Uh, I know I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but it's been two years since Rebecca and I first stepped into uh, La Crescenta for the first time. And ever since, just like everyone here, I was talking with some folks this morning, just like everybody here, it feels like it's been an endless series of disruptions, interruptions, disappointments, and change. Check this out. I've actually got a picture, a year, two years in review here, okay? So, I, and I, and I, was, I was actually really enjoying putting this together as I was going through the calendar for the past two years. Some interesting things that we see. Let me break it down for you. For us and our family, it was communicating to our former church that God was going to bring us here. This was two years ago. Selling our house, packing up our house, moving across the country, moving into an Airbnb for six weeks that cost an insane amount of money, to immediately working as soon as we landed. First day on, we, we started work. Um, and then immediately after that, the holidays came of 2019 as we were house hunting with Robert Thomas. There you are, Robert. Come on, Robert. And Robert, uh, he showed us the ropes here in La Crescenta as we were sticker shocked at every house that we saw again. Um, and so we move into a house, and then we were settling in with the staff, as the staff was also settling in with us, um, only to have March 2020 hit us in the face, right? And uh, I, I was looking at this, and I was going, man, it's been, I was only your pastor for four months before the entire world shut down. And I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything that was going on. It was crazy. And so then the unknowns of COVID, and I remember writing this first letter on the top. It says, COVID-19 update. Never thought I would be writing that. Um, and this all led to us homeschooling our kindergartner instead of in-person learning, which led to an unprecedented political and social season. Do you remember last summer? There was a little, or last summer there was like the, all the, the riots and then this, this, like this year in January, there was a literal siege on our Capitol building. This all happened in two years, remember? 
All the while, we were filming 50 weeks of church and then building an outdoor sanctuary as a staff um, in a parking lot so we could have Christmas Eve services. Do you remember all this stuff? And then I got COVID, y'all. That was terrible. And so we go back to online services, and then we make the plan to start meeting on Easter. And so the staff gets to work again, and we worked hard to get this room up and running so we could be ready with teams formed, and we did it. And we opened on Easter, and it was awesome. And we haven't missed a week since. Still, some of our longtime members haven't returned for any number of reasons. While, while new families are now joining the party for all sorts of reasons as we're settling into a sense of normalcy. And listen, mask requirements have come and gone and come back. You know, we, we pay a bit more attention when someone sneezes, right? We don't always have everything we did before, but we're here, we made it. We made it, two years later, two years of change, two years of all of us working really hard, waiting for the other shoe to drop, two years, taking a couple steps, you know, and then looking around and then, you know, course correcting, taking another couple steps and then looking around and then another couple steps and again and again and again, two years of steps and stops that kept us in a constant state of uncertainty, but God still used it to preserve this community as we circled our wagons time and time again, seeking to be both faithful and wise, like we just heard in Ephesians chapter five, to make the most of every opportunity. Two years, still here. And, and I know, as I look back on that, I, I know that no one could fault us as a community for, for, for any shortage of hard work. I mean, we tried everything from outdoor life groups in the parking lot to outdoor church to online to like, we tried just about everything. But the one thing, now that I'm looking back and I look back at all those pictures that I saw missing in the midst of all the starts and stops and redirects, they, so I'm looking back at two years, the one thing I saw was missing through it all was, was just focus, it was focus. It wasn't work ethic. This team crushed it. They worked so hard and you were all so flexible. It wasn't work ethic, it wasn't wisdom. We sought wisdom from all sources, especially from the scriptures and through wise counsel. It wasn't teachability, we learned some lessons. It wasn't humility, we weren't proud. And it wasn't even a lack of vision. It was focus. And that's on me. You. Y'all are awesome. And you brought me in to lead, but I tell you what, with all the noise and the unknowns and the challenges and the change, I could hardly see two steps ahead, two years. And I knew we had to keep going. I knew we had to keep moving, but the, there were missteps and U-turns and along the way, there were times where we had to start over and turn back around just to get back on the right road, but we tried our best and praise the Lord. We tried our best and praise the Lord, our absolute best mixed with a whole lot of grace a whole lot of mercy and sovereignty from God has brought us up to this morning with you and me. And now here we are, a morning where we can all take a deep breath. We can look back on two years and we can remember all that has happened. Say, thank you, Jesus. Like we just sang, anything is possible. God, you have done great things. We can look back. But again, I think it's more important for us not to look back, but it's time for us to focus. 
It's time for us to focus our hearts and minds on what is to come. And that's what today is all about. That's what today is all about. Our very first focus Sunday where we reveal our vision for who we want to be and where we want to go in the coming ministry year. All the things that we are looking forward to with great anticipation and expectation as God is leading us. That come what may, distractions, interruptions, change, regardless of circumstances, it is our intention as staff and as leadership that from here on out we would stay focused on a common vision that would shape just about everything we do. From Sundays to life groups to missions to benevolence to budgets that we would no longer be ruled by what's urgent around us, but rather by what God says is important for us. And listen, there are a lot of great things that we could prioritize moving forward. There are a lot of great things that we could, uh, that we could embrace, faithful opportunities. But over the past few months, as I've been processing this lack of focus and as I've been processing what could be, I started to feel a deep conviction from God that more than anything, it was just time to get going. It's time to get going. And from it, this single word in Scripture kept flooding back into my heart and mind from Philippians chapter 3. And, and I just want to read it for you real quick. It'll be on the screen. If you're taking notes, it's Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 12. The Apostle Paul writes this as really a foundation for our focus in the coming year. He says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I haven't achieved it, but I, what is that word right there? Focus, okay? But I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on, onward, to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to the future, I press onward. And if you're taking notes, if you're taking notes, our focused vision for this coming year is simply this. It's one word. It's onward. Onward. Philippians chapter 3, onward. It's time to focus, Paul writes, on this one thing. Forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. We press on. We press onward. Paul's like, y'all, no more circling the wagons. Guys, no more paralysis by analysis. No more dragging your feet in attempts to bring everyone else along. No more placating the past with caveat after caveat about what we will and won't do and when. And no more getting distracted with these peripheral issues. No more getting distracted with politics or caving to every random word about COVID. Nah, Paul's like, it's, it's time to move forward. It's time to press on, on onward. Onward. And, and you know what's so incredible is this church was built on focus. This church was built on focus with vision and forward movement. Take a look at this. A couple pictures I found in our archives. Absolutely incredible. This church was always, and you can leave that up there. This church was always dreaming about what could be and what's next. From the very beginning, when there were only 100 people across the street. Across this street? Th this street. Th across the street. <laughs> 
This church was always dreaming, even when there was only 100 people across the street hanging out at La Crescenta and Community Ave. Pastor Bernie and First Baptist, they believed for more. And more than that, they actually acted for more. They moved beyond belief and they got to work for more together. Why? So this church might be a shining light in a community of darkness. So this church might be an anchor for our city to come to know Jesus. And from 100 to 2 to 2,000 people, this church thrived for decades. For decades. This church was known all around the country for its faithfulness and its willingness and its innovation to do whatever it takes to reach lost people. But then, just like we see in the life cycle of any family, any organization, any community, things change when leaders change. Things change when people change. And, and you know, for a while, you just kind of feel it out, saying, what's it gonna be like? We don't really know what's gonna be like. Um, we'll see what happens, and it's kind of maintenance mode. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But over time, maintenance turns to atrophy as we become rigid in our expectations. I'm gonna say that one more time. Maintenance turns to atrophy as we become rigid in our expectations, rigid in past success, rigid in our thinking of what worked before is the only way to continue. And before you know it, you go from like blockbuster video of the 90s, right, to blockbuster at bankruptcy. <laughs> I loved Friday nights going to blockbuster. But now I love Friday nights on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Which is why, again, and you can clear that screen now, which is why, again, I believe God is impressing on us to focus on this one thing, on this one thing, onward. Because what got us here won't necessarily get us there. But I need you to know, and I believe this with all my heart, I, I want you to know that our best is not behind us. Our best is not behind us. We're not bankrupt, we're just the beginning. We're just the beginning of what is to come. Can you see it if you take a look around? Can you see it? Now we, friends, we are the hundred. 75 years later, we are the hundred hanging out in the corner of La Crescenta and community, believing for more. That wasn't then, that's now. Believing for more together so this church might once again be an anchor for the city to come to know Jesus because we aren't who they were anymore. Nor would Bernie or any of the former pastors want us to be. We are who will be the foundation of what comes next. We're not building on legacy anymore. We can't. We're not building on legacy anymore. The history is undeniable and I never want to forget it. We are who we are because of the stewardship and the faithfulness of 75 years. We are where we are because of stewardship and faithfulness of 75 years. We're standing on the shoulders of giants, but just like Joshua, just like Joshua crossing the Jordan, every generation needs to take its place and say, onward. No more looking back to Egypt asking God for manna. No more wandering in the wilderness chasing ghosts of our memories. No more hiding from plagues or pandemics. Now it's time to focus to focus on this one thing, this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press onward to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Friends, it's time for us 
to press on and take the prize. It's time to chart a course and take the next hill. It's time to dream again. To dream again and focus on what lies ahead. It's time to get moving, to live out who God made us to be as a church. It's time to live out who God made us to be with everything we got and make the most of every opportunity. Onward. Now, okay, practically. What does that mean? Because I've been kind of talking about this for two years. <laughs> I have. And, and, uh, and, you know, we got to go. We're a foundation for what's next. You know, God is doing a new thing. We, and, and, yeah, and I, I've been saying it, and you've been with me. <laughs> you have. You've been like, yeah, you've been here for it every step of the way. In fact, what, what spurred on this conversation of onward and this focus for the, for the coming year was actually someone that I had a, converse, a conversation with here at the church not too long ago. It was a member in their mid-80s. And to paraphrase, they were like, David, we really appreciate hearing about what could be. David, oh, can't, I, I really love hearing about the new thing God wants to do. We appreciate the push forward, but this is the question. He said, but when are we actually going to do something? <laughs> Mid-80s, right? And I just want you to know, I've been like, I've been trying to be real patient because I know how challenging this season has been. I've told you before, I wasn't going to do anything for like 18 months. I was just going to sit and hang out and eat together. We didn't have that opportunity. So we've been talking about what's next, and now I've been challenged. He said, all right, it's good to talk about it. When are we actually going to do it? What are we going to actually do? What's it going to look like? What's it going to look like onward? Well, if you're taking notes, there's a number of things that as leadership and staff, we dream about moving onward with in the coming ministry year. And I'd like to outline these for you real quick um, as we focus. I want to break them down into three categories. I want to talk about spirituality or what we'll be doing spiritually, how we'll be focusing communally onward, and how we'll be focusing organizationally onward. Things that we anticipate coming in the next year as we focus on this one thing. So starting with spiritually, in 2021 into 2022, we believe God is calling us as a church to press on in our faith by focusing on the ways and the practices of Jesus. You know, for the past 15 weeks, we have been talking about values and values determine what we do, values determine our practices. And so not just at a theoretical level, a conversational level up here, but actually boots on the ground. What did Jesus do and how can we do it too? And so in the next season, we're going to allow our values to inform our practices. And practically, over the course of the ministry year, we're going to be starting uh, by going back to one of our values, and that is presence. And so the first thing we'll be starting next Sunday is uh, a practice of prayer in response to our value of presence. And we're going to be looking at the Lord's Prayer for six weeks going to be breaking it down and not just talking about it, but actually practicing it together as a community. We're going to be sending you home with how-to pray forms because everyone wants to pray, but not everyone knows how to pray. And so we're going to be talking about this practice that Jesus prioritized of prayer and walking people through the practice of prayer together through the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6. And that's how we're going to be starting Six weeks focused on prayer. And that will lead us into our second practice, which is worship. And I'm not going to outline them all in detail, but I just wanted to get you, get it out in front of you real quick. 
So we're going to be practicing worship as we take a closer look in November at the Holy Spirit. I've heard, it, I've heard the Holy Spirit called the forgotten God in some Baptist churches, and it's about time for us to take a deeper look at who the Holy Spirit is and what the Spirit does as we practice together worship. Now, after worship, we're going to be moving forward again with an opportunity to do this together. We've got a worship and prayer night scheduled for the end of October. We're really excited about it. We'll get all that information to you. And then beyond that, we're going to be um, moving into the practice of gratitude. Gratitude as we enter Advent and the holiday season. Gratitude. As we finish the year, we'll be talking about uh, gratitude leading into rest in January, the practice of rest how we can be a people of Sabbath and peace and rest. So we'll talk about that in January. And then the practice of love in February, the practice of truth and good news in March with scripture reading. And then in April, practicing our value of invitation through evangelism as we lead up to Easter. And then we're ending our ministry year uh, with a priority of faithfulness and obedience, which will carry us through the summer. And again, the goal of these practices and focusing on these, these things that Jesus did is intended to help us all move forward in our faith, to not settle into what we learned you know, 10 weeks ago or 10 years ago or 70 years ago, but onward toward the prize that awaits us, that we would continue to grow onward in our faith in depth and in width. And that's where we're heading spiritually, really doubling down on the ways of Jesus, on the historic orthodox practice of the church that the church has really been valuing and practicing for the past 2,000 years. Awesome, right? So that's where we're hanging out spiritually. And to support this spiritual focus of onward, pastors Jeff, Becca, and Manny, they're all working to help, uh, help us as a community rally around this focus together. And I actually want to bring them up. I don't know where you are, but can you guys come on up real quick? And maybe, Trent, if you can, uh, uh, can you just get the lights on real quick up here? Beautiful. Sweet. And so we're going to just, I want to do a quick Q&A with them as they kind of talk through how this focus affects their own ministry areas, and then we'll, we'll kind of get back to things. So I don't know where you want to sit. How about I sit on the end? Oh, you're saving a spot. Perfect. Can we welcome them up here real quick, guys? Hey. Uh, you know, I tell you what, when we got here, uh, we walked through you know, two years ago, 20 months ago, and I was introduced to this staff. I was just so blown away. These folks, both on and off stage, that, that help shape and lead this community are absolutely top-notch. And I love them, and I'm so grateful for them, and I know you are too. Um, but one of the things that we experienced in the last year was change in positions, updates, and moving around and interruptions of what people do and what they're responsible for. And so we just wanted to do a quick how this, how this focus of Onward um, really affects connections, uh, spiritual formation, discipleship, and then also affecting worship and young adults. And so. We're just going to kick things off, starting with uh, Pastor Jeff. And so, Jeff, when you think about this coming year, mm -hmm. you think about this idea of moving forward mm -hmm. in the realm of connections and leadership and discipleship, how do you really see this playing out in your own ministry? 
Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. So when I think of what my job really is, if I'm boiling it down to like one simple phrase, it's moving from beginning to belonging. Um, just thinking through what it looks like to, for people who come here on Sunday morning to know Jesus and then commit not just to Jesus, which is obviously the most important thing, but also commit to our community as a church. Wow. And so thinking through where each of us fit in this body. And um, so like one of the things that we're focusing on really soon is we'll be starting something called the growth track. And so there are a lot of churches that have kind of started this and it's kind of just helping each of us identify where we belong inside the community that God is creating called the church. And so it reminded me of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Mm. It says this, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. And so essentially what it, what it means, and, and this is the illustration Paul is using, is that each of us are part of a body, but not all of us are a hand. Some of us are like the big toe, that would be me. Uh, <laughs> so, so other, but we, we all, we fit in the body and we're all important. Each of us is an important member. And so the, the growth track really is designed to help us figure out hmm. how do we better serve the church that God is making and, and to fit into it. So really taking someone from even like a first time here, to the beginnings they have within our community to finding a place of belonging within the community on teams or groups or, or whatever. Yeah. So will you also kind of help shape like how the membership class looks? And yeah, yeah. So I'll be really overseeing just like the whole onboarding. Like so from the first time someone comes here to hopefully when they go on to glory, we'll be setting them up so they can be a part of this community uh, from membership all the way to commitment through groups and teams. And that's amazing. And yeah. what's so cool is that we've had We've, we've had tons of new families stop by and check out the church since Easter. Yeah. And so to be able to have someone that's thoughtfully, like your, your primary objective on a Sunday is to see people and then connect them within to help them find belonging in the community. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really, and, and I know that, that that's your heart for the Lord. And I think mm -hmm. it's just so incredible that, um, that we're able to, to step into that together as a yeah. church. That's amazing. Okay. Well, let's do the handoff real quick to Pastor Manny. Pastor Manny, there's been some changes. How about that? Um, yeah. although, although you're still, you know, you're still up here on the keys. But Pastor Manny, let's talk a little bit about when you think about onward when it comes to spiritual formation and discipleship. Um, how do you see this playing out within your own uh, sphere of influence in your own ministries? That's a great question, and there has been a lot of change, and really good change. Um, so if Pastor Jeff uh, focuses from um, believing Wait, from beginning. beginning to belonging. My focus is from um, belonging to believing. Um, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 23 says this. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to the whole body. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And in, and in Luke 6, Jesus says, there's no good tree which produces bad fruit. Mm. So how we are on the inside determines who we are and what we do on the outside. So spiritual formation is a very fancy uh, churchy word. Um, so is discipleship, but it's basically the process of transformation and maturity of our inmost um, dimension of, of, of who we are, with a goal is to be formed into Christ's image. Um, because, I mean, the reality is you become like the object of your worship. Whatever you 
love the most and you give your time and your energy and your focus the most, whatever you in, in many ways adore the most, you end up kind of being shaped by that, by that thing or that person. And so, and so as we grow and mature in our um, spiritual lives, um, these things are done by practices. Um, I think a couple of weeks I was talking about like, if, if there were, were a bodybuilder to walk in and sit next to me, you would know right away that his or her practices are very different than mine. I might have you know, steak every weekend, um, you know, I'm in and out, they might have like kale and salad. And they work out, you know, five days a week. It's the hey, practices listen, that sustain we've had, us. We've had some people call in from the National Kale Committee <laughs> saying that they were deeply offended by your abuse of baby kale, okay? <laughs> I just want you to know. So let's just, let's just hold back on the kale talk, okay? Well, so, <laughs> if you invite us over your house, and if you make kale, honestly, because we love you, we'll have, the, have your kale. Um, but some of these practices, I mean, really are, um, they're individual, but they're also communal. Mm. Um, you know, I was thinking last night about this, um, that so much of our culture influences our spirituality, our worldview, and the things that we value. I, um, a couple churches ago, when I used to live in Bakersfield, um, and if you don't we know where it is, it's okay, okay, you don't want to know where it is. We but honor. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere. But I was sitting, um, uh, actually I was standing with, with my previous pastor and we were looking at the Latin, uh, Latin American church that was renting space from us. And almost every Sunday they would set up tables. There was like 150 to 200 and they were eating tacos. And, and he looks at me and says, Manny, what if, what if we had this kind of culture where we just eat together all the time. But so much of our culture is individualistic and you know, we come to church Sunday after Sunday, but God calls us not to be, you know, like live sanitized religious lives, but to be embedded with each other and to grow together. And that is at the heart of uh, spiritual formation. But what's interesting is um, in John 15, five, Jesus says, without me, you can't do, any you, you can't do anything. You can do nothing without me. So if you, you and I were a sailboat in the middle of the ocean, uh, and if there's no wind, we're not going anywhere. Um, and, and spiritual formation and discipleship is, it's like the, the practice of putting up your sail. You can't fabricate wind, but by putting up our sail, we practice God's presence. So when the wind comes, it moves us. Um, it's a daily thing. It's a weekly thing. And, and these practices, they shape us and they grow us and they sustain us. So I'm really excited about what's, what's to come is because um, we, we're going to get to focus on these things together mm. with our families, by ourselves. Um, and it's a very faithful direction, I think, that we're going into. So. That's awesome. And, and those practices will be obviously done as individuals in our own homes, but then also the goal is for really for everyone in the church to be in a group or on a team is one of our priorities is that the church is not meant to be solo. 
We're not meant to be you know, figuring this stuff out by ourselves, but rather to join a group or be on a team. And what's amazing is that we have so many people in this room right now are in a group or on a team, whether they're in a Bible study on Sunday morning or they're doing something on Thursday or you know, Wednesdays with Awana. There's so many folks serving in the church already, but the goal is that within a year, as we focus on this one thing, that we'd have everyone connected in some way in a group or a team. And I think that your, your, your question about food and eating together, that's something that was such a huge part of this community for so long. And I know that that's something that we have anticipated in the coming year as well, is like regular meals together again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, um, handoff. Okay. Hello. Hey. Hi. Good to be here. Um, I'll keep my distance. What? You just a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, so <laughs> navigate, oh. you know, like we're, we're married and I love we you. So in case you didn't know. Um, this is my husband, in case you so, guys weren't sure. <laughs> and boss, which is a weird it's conflict me, sometimes. Yeah, it's, but it's, all right, let's talk about this real quick. Yeah. When you see... Um, like you were brought in to do one thing, and then oh, during yeah. the pandemic it shifted about five times. Yeah. And now you're <laughs> the champion really for what's happening with worship on Sundays and also young adults. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about how you see this onward focus um, playing out in those two areas quickly. Absolutely. Okay, so thinking back to what you said earlier today about how there's this lack of focus, I feel like, for a while, because everything changed um, very quickly in our family and just even here. Um, that, I feel like there's been a lack of focus for me when it comes to my role with our young adults and even with worship in the past, for the past few months. And so I'm so glad to finally feel like I have more focus. So starting with young adults, we're making some shifts. Um, we're going to go from being a group for 18 to 30 year olds to 18 and 25 year olds. So guys, we'll talk about this on Thursday. Um, and we're, we're gonna be going through the Alpha course together. So we'll take four or five weeks to do four or five different studies, take a little break, do some, have some hangouts, and then come back and do another four or five weeks with another four or five studies. And it's gonna be a lot of fun. And we're gonna grow really close together. Um, and, the, and the goal is to answer some of those questions of like, well, why Jesus? Why do we do church this way? Um, what can and cannot you do while following Jesus? And so it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. And going back to eating yeah. together this Thursday night, if you've been a part of our young adult program for the past year, we're going to have pizza in the courtyard. It's going to be a lot of fun. So y'all bring a friend, <laughs> be there. It's going to be a party. So Awesome. And I, and I love that we're incorporating this thing called the Alpha Course. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of the Alpha Course or not, but it's, it's pretty widely respected across really all denominations as a great framework for faith. Yeah. So it introduces over the course of 15 weeks, like, who is God? What is church? Why are we here? Yeah. What is our role? What is the Holy Spirit? And right. it really outlines it all over the course of like 15 kind of teachings. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. And it's I can't wait be, to work it in and kind of really good. pilot it with young adults yeah. and then maybe even work it into our spiritual formation yeah. as well. It'd be awesome. Cool. So as for worship, we spent a couple of, a couple of months really doing this acoustic thing as we're coming back in person. And for a few weeks, it was very sweet. Um, and then about mid-June, I kind of went, we need, we need to add to this, but I don't know how to. Um, but now we're just doing it. So um, we're building, not from scratch, but we're building from already a great foundation that Pastor Manny 
entrusted me with. Um, and I'm very excited to not, not to bring us into like a modern worship, but just to like be authentic to who we are as a church community. So adding some more modern songs and bringing in the hymns because for you young adults out there, hymns are really strong in theology and you guys should all know them yep. and sing them. So just like if you are older, you should know our modern songs because those songs speak to where we are as a church today. So that's what we're gonna be doing with worship. Um, we're having a meeting after church in the conference room. If you're interested in being a part of that, I'd love to talk to you. Come join us. Um, yeah. I, I'm really excited about that. Not just yeah. because I get to play drums every once in a while He's at church. Uh, <laughs> if you notice, I actually bring a change of clothes. So if I'm drumming, I, then I go change my shirt so I don't look like the same person that was just drumming. Right. Start taking switcheroo. lessons. I need some folks to take some lessons. But I've actually been encouraged by that, too. We've gotten messages from the community saying, hey, yeah. um, I used to play bass. I'll start taking lessons yeah. again. Or I'll pick up a bass and I'll start learning again. Or Trent America is playing, learning drums. Yeah, we're working on stuff. It's amazing. So, Can't wait. It's so good. Anyway, so I'm really excited about the yeah. focus moving forward for yeah. both of those as well. Um, so let's just, maybe we can just zip back this way. Yeah. And we'll just do a quick, uh, just a, a in like two minutes, yeah. honestly. So what are some things that you're really dreaming for or believing for in the coming year when it comes to young adults and worship? Young adults, I want us to grow really deep and really wide, if that makes sense. So I want you guys to really know who Jesus is, um, have Jesus in your hearts, and, and take that to your workplace. Let it be everything. Um, for worship, I really want to, to have people that are part of this church, so people who are members, people who serve here, leading other people who are members and who serve here. Does that make yeah. sense? So that's my, my goal is to create and, and to, to build a worship team or community from the people who already love this church. Because yeah. there's no better way to lead worship and to be a part of worship team than if you know the people that you are leading in worship, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's really good. All right, okay. that's Hand dreams. Off. Manny, oh. what's a, give me a, one quick dream for the future. All right, one quick dream is, um, is my deepest, deepest dream, I think, for, for our church community is um, just a, a deepening desire for God and the things of God. Uh, to go beyond, like, the, the surface level of religion and checking off the, the Christian box. I came to church, I'm good for the week. But it's, it's, like, you're, it's like you're married to somebody, but you, you don't spend time with them. You don't know what they love, what they hate. And, um, and so this deep desire, like not the kind of desire like, hey, should I get pizza or In-N-Out today? Which one do I desire? No, like, I mean this, this, this like nagging, poking uh, push from, from the Holy Spirit that says, hey, you know, are you satisfied with just this? There's more. Come, follow me. That, that kind of a desire. That's really big on my heart. So. Awesome. Thank you. And Jeff, real quick, what do you think? Well, my desire is, you already mentioned earlier, but everyone would be on a team or in a group. That everyone here would know that they belong and they matter. And you have something to contribute, whether you're 9 or 90. God is not done with you. God has something for you here. And so that everyone would be, everyone here that shows up on Sunday morning would know that there's a place for them to connect, uh, whether through a group or a team. That's amazing. All right. Well, thank you, leaders. Can we thank them for just sharing quickly? And can one of you grab my stool quick?
And, uh, and if you could just be, be praying for them and praying for all the leadership here, it's been really challenging. And they've had a lot of pivots and a lot of changes and a lot of shifts. And so um, let's, let's just continue to lift them up in prayer and encouragement. If you know them, make sure you give them a good high five from time to time because they're working really hard to innovate and to try to continue to move forward together. All right, so it's gonna be an incredible year. From life groups to growth track, I'm excited about growth track, Jeff, Pastor Jeff. Young adults, students, worship teams, church kids. I had to try to get Karen in here to talk about it, but she's with the church kids now. Um, I really just can't wait to see who we'll become as we focus on this one thing. Now, uh, quickly before we leave, I just wanna to touch briefly uh, and this might be a little boring for some, but um, about some organizational updates uh, in the coming year. Um, we, there are things that we see coming that we're still working on, but I just wanted to get them out in front of you so it never was a, a big shocking surprise. First, we're looking to improve our communication. Um, we've had to change communication so much over the past year, and so we're working at developing a team for better uh, communication both with us to you, from you to you, and then also from us out into the world. And so we're working at figuring out what is the best system to communicate? Is it still sending letters? Is it emails? Is it Facebook or YouTube or TikTok or whatever it is? We just want to try to sort out what it takes to reach who's here, but then also to make us aware, make who, uh, the observing world aware that we're here. So it's not just about communicating with you. It's about us communicating to them and the people that aren't here yet. And so whether it's a mailer that goes out or it's sending letters, whether it's door hangers, we all go door to door and knock on doors and do our thing, like whatever it is, we're trying to figure out what's the most effective. And so we're forming a team around that right now and we're getting a strategy in place. And if you felt like our communication hasn't been quite as, as it should be, we're working on it and we're, we, we're like taking active steps onward in that in the coming ministry year. Second is spaces. As you've already seen, we've changed a few things. Um, some of you are happy about it, some of you aren't. I get it. We all have attachments, I totally understand. But what we're doing now in this coming year is that we wanna be focused on this one thing, moving forward together within our space. Um, some of you have noticed if you've been in the library or in the conference room, we used to have a library that sat pretty unused for a number of years. And so we've converted that into a library and then a conference room, like how this church was actually built. And the two spaces are absolutely amazing. I encourage you to go down, to walk down the staff hallway and see them. They're open and available for groups or teams to meet, anything. We just want them to be used again. Then all the kids' books that were in the library got moved upstairs to the kids' wing so the kids could take them home. And I tell you what, my kids love going to the library and church kids every Sunday to bring stuff home and then bring them back afterwards. It's amazing. It's really thoughtful in the way that they've approached it with, Ms., uh, with Karen, our children's director, and then also with Tyler, our director of operations, has been really, really thoughtful. But we don't wanna stop there. This building was built with intention in 1965. It was built on purpose and every square inch mattered. We wanna use this building in the same way again. And so we're rethinking, how can we better use our lobby? How can we better welcome people in the courtyard? How can we use the upper rooms with the, the best view, the $10 million view out those windows? How can we best use those to not only care for our community here, but also reach lost people out there? And so we're thinking about spaces. One of the things we're already in the works on is um, we have a great ministry here called Sue's Garden. Has anyone been a part of Sue's Garden before? Yeah. So we met with uh, the leadership of Sue's Garden and we said, hey, wouldn't it be nice to have some consolidated space? 
And so what we're doing is we're building them their own space where it's consolidated so they don't have to run from the kitchen, then back to a storage, then back to the kitchen. We're creating a space just for them and then using it to really focus their spaces moving forward to better serve people in the community. We're really excited about it, but this is how we want to think about all of our spaces here and all of our, all of our things. Um, and third, and this is probably my favorite thing that we're working on right now, is that third, we're, we're actually processing a name change as a church. Uh-oh. We're processing a name change as a church, a name that might better reflect who we are moving forward. And I just want to let you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the name we have. I came from a community church. I love community churches, but I, I truly believe that we have a unique opportunity to identify as a church based on our vision moving forward of who we want to be next and where we're going next. And there's no de definitive timeline in place or any of that, but it's something that we're talking about and we have ideas. And I just wanted to throw that out there. And so if you have any thoughts or questions or whatever, I'd love to talk to you about it. I'd love to just reach out. And I'd, I'd love to talk to you about, honestly, any of this stuff because I truly believe that you are essential to the future of the church. We are the hundred people. We're the hundred. We aren't the end of the story. We're the beginning of the next chapter. We are what is to come. And so I want to talk to you about it. I believe you're essential to the future. And it can be really easy to assume that the best is behind us when we think about the incredible heights we've had as a community. Some of you have been a part of those incredible heights. But now we are the remnant. We are the faithful remnant, and we are not the end of the story. We're beginning of the next. The chapter that God wants to write with your pages. God wants to use your life as the pages to fill the next chapter of this church. God wants to use you in absolutely incredible ways to make this church what it will be. Whether you've been here five weeks or 50 years, you are all essential to what's next as we focus on this one thing onward. So as we close today, the question I want to leave you with is, is simply this. It's just, what part will you play in what is to come? Not what part have you played in what is, but what part will you play in what is to come? As you picture yourself, not as an ending, but as a beginning, what does God want to do with you as we focus together on what is to come. Maybe I was thinking about a couple. Maybe God wants to use the respect you have here, the voice you have here from being here faithfully for 50 or 60 years. Maybe God wants to use you as a megaphone of encouragement for what is to come. Maybe God wants to use your lack of history here. It's your second week. Maybe God wants to use that to bring fresh perspective to things we can't see. Maybe God wants to use your passion for the scriptures or for prayer to leave a Bible study or a prayer group. Maybe God wants to use your love for music to join the worship team or your love to paint, to create uh, a creative team to help focus arts here at our church again. Maybe God wants to use your ability to work on cars or change toilets or build chairs to do something awesome. Whatever it is, God wants to use you. Maybe God wants to use your money to help people that are bad with money and inspire generosity with others. I have no idea, but you do. You know what you can do, so what will it be as we focus on this one thing? As we look onward to see what could be, what is it that God wants to use you for as the beginning of what is to come? Because again, and I don't wanna park on this for too much longer, because we gotta go, but, but the last two years have been a hustle for everyone. 
they've been the most challenging years of my entire life. And not without fruit. God has done some amazing things, but, but just a lack of focus. And so for me, it's time to double down on what's next. On who will be, it's time to move onward. And I don't want to leave anyone behind. I don't want to leave anyone behind. The future of this church has no retirement age, but it also requires no permission slips from parents. I believe everyone is essential. Whether you're here in person today, whether you're at the beach, whether you're watching on a podcast or listening later, like I believe that everyone is essential and that God wants to use you as the faithful remnant to write the next chapter of this church here in La Crescenta. So what do you say? Onward. Onward. The team is going to come up and, and lead us as we close, and I want to pray for you, and I actually want to pray for you a common prayer, one that has been prayed over this church for more than 75 years. As pastors and leaders have navigated seasons and shaped directions based on where they believe God is leading next. And it's simply that, that you would have courage to believe in more through Jesus Christ. That you would have courage to move beyond what was into what will be. And not just courage, but that you would have joy and excitement as you choose to commit to what God is doing, that you would practice his ways and seek his kingdom first on earth as it is in heaven, as you would focus on this one thing. So you'd focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, pressing on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling you onward. So I want to pray for you, pray courage over this coming ministry year, and I just want to encourage you to do the same. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. Jesus, it can be so hard to see through the fog of this life, but God, we ask that you would give us focus as we move onward. Not that we would dishonor anything that came before, but God, that we would look forward and focus our vision on what is to come. God, that we would take real steps forward spiritually in this coming year as we really dig deep into the practices and the ways of you, the things that you prioritize. God, give us a greater zeal and, and, and passion to be your people, to actually live out what we say we believe. God, give us greater clarity of vision for how we can be a part of it, for how we can be a part of a group or a team in the way that you're calling us to. God, give us a greater understanding and flexibility and humility when it comes to future changes organizationally as a church. God, that we would be the biggest cheerleaders, even if it's things that might, that might challenge our history. God, we ask that you would just give us greater focus to see you, to see where you're leading, greater compassion and love for one another, and greater zeal for you. So it's Jesus in your name that we pray, the name above all names, we ask that you would, in your name, God, we're asking that you would help us focus on this one thing. And it's in your name that we pray, and we all said, amen.